This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Boksu. Boksu is a premium Japanese snack and tea subscription box that takes you on a gourmet journey through Japan. And I love it. We got one. They handpick amazing artisan stuff, not like convenience store stuff, although that's good yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Some of the recent boxes include Glamorous Tokyo, Blossoming Spring, and Doki Doki Kit Kat. <laughs> I don't know what any of these things would contain. <laughs> well, but they're all going to be good, They're right? all going to be good. They source directly from artisanal snack makers, and both of of their boxes ship free worldwide. That's the classic and the tasting box. So sign up today at boksu.com. That's B-O-K-K-S-U.com. And use the code MILK5, that's MILK5, number five, at checkout for $5 off your first box. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about Dutch babies, which has already, in in a text thread between me and Matthew, led to so many baking babies, making babies, Uh eating babies jokes. Yeah, I said I was going to make a baby. It's like a regular modest proposal over here. Yes, it's it's an indecent proposal and a modest proposal (laughs) in one. Wow! Remember remember when everyone was talking about that movie, Indecent Proposal? You know, I don't think it, it actually did very well, maybe. Well, and also, like, compared to, to the kinds of things we hear about our politicians doing these days, it That's seems so, so, so quaint. Yeah. Like, that but, you would uh, pay someone. You, you wouldn't even just grab them. You'd pay them. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robert Redford, he, he was doing it all wrong. Standing citizen. I know. <laughs> was it $1 million? It was $1 million. <laughs> that seems so quaint, too. I know. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Welcome to the 21st century. This yep. is Spilled Milk. Uh, yeah, where it's a 21st century show where we talk about movies from the from the 19th century. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay. A, movie, a movie about a train that's going to hit the audience. <laughs> and a movie about, uh, I don't know, wait, were, were there any movies in the 19th century or was that a 20th century? I think we need a film I, historian here and I okay. think we should just get back to Dutch babies. Okay. Uh, Our film historian this week is a Dutch baby, which is actually a big (laughs) pancake. No, it's a big popover. It's sort of like a pancake. I think probably many listeners actually do not know what a Dutch baby is. Okay, so basically it's like, uh, I think of it as you make a a pancake batter, but it's a little heavier on the eggs and and lighter on the flour. Mm -hmm. It's very thin batter. Yeah, very thin, like almost like a crepe batter, but Mm -hmm. still less floury. 
and you I don't actually I don't know that for sure <laughs> what do we know <laughs> nothing anyway you pour it into a preheated pan and yep. bake it yeah and it puffs up like a giant popover yeah which is literally what it is it's essentially a popover batter okay it seems like magic it, when you put it in the pan it seems like this is not going to work I've just like put this liquid into a pool of butter and I'm putting it in the oven and hoping for the best and it always comes out great yeah it's um it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so how about memory lane? Did you eat Dutch babies growing up? I did not. Um, I encountered my first Dutch baby after I moved here to Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for, I worked at the front desk of a Pilates studio in the U District. <laughs> of course you did. And um, and anyway, the owner um, was this, this woman who was really uh, a true force of nature. And she had, she used to say she had a gay husband and a straight husband. <laughs> her gay husband was, was her best friend, yeah. Jimmy. And anyway, Jimmy loved to cook and he would frequently have her over for brunch. And once she invited me to come along and he made Dutch babies and it was my first time ever having wow. a Dutch baby. He made them in individual cast iron skillets. Oh. Um, and I have to say that, I don't know, I, I, you know, there was a time in my life when I had individual cast iron skillets and I've gotten rid of all that kind <laughs> of stuff like I have I have uh wait, wait ramekins do you still have ramekins I still have ramekins I you know I got rid of my mini muffin tin a couple years ago yeah so. I th um I think we still have a mini muffin tin but every time I try to use it it's a disaster yeah yeah um the main use for ramekins in our house is uh for my daughter to to pull one out of the cupboard and fill it with M&Ms or chocolate chips totally. or something to eat for dessert exactly yeah, I think maybe that was the original point of ramekins. That was absolutely what they were invented for. Anyway, um, so yeah, I encountered my first Dutch baby as an adult, and I was totally taken with it. And in fact, uh, I wrote about it in uh, on my blog and then in my first book. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I even remembered that, that there was a Dutch baby in your book. There's a Dutch baby I mean, in my book. There's a lot of characters, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I encountered my first Dutch adult as a baby. <laughs> Because my uh, parents have a good friend I'm from not Holland. Even, I'm just not even going to call that. <laughs> I mean, this is true. Um, so when I was growing up, Dutch Baby was a thing that my mom liked that I was kind of skeptical of. And she would get it when we went to the original Pancake House, which which is a national, international now, pancake chain, but uh, started in Portland, Oregon. And uh, they're famous for their Dutch Baby. And my mom would order it. And I was like, that seems like a big, weird pancake. And and would she get it? Like, what toppings would she put on it or get it? Like, did she get hmm. like an apple Dutch baby or like a lemon juice and powdered sugar one? That's a good question. I should have asked, but I, I'm going to guess it's probably the lemon juice and powdered sugar because that's how she always makes it now. Yeah. So I have seen Dutch babies on, you know, many restaurant menus now. And very, very often it's with like you know, caramelized apples and cinnamon or something. And for some reason, that is like n not the way I want it. I think for yeah. me, the original Dutch baby, I mean, the way the way that that I, I first had it was with lemon juice and sugar. Yeah. And, and that's like a classic topping for a crepe, too, yes. I should say. Lemon juice and sugar. I mean, yeah, what so could be better? Of, it's sort of a big crepe. It's sort of a big popover. It's also, I, I thought thought when I was uh, preparing for this, sort of like a clafouti also. Yeah, the eggy quality yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. So, so Matthew, what did you learn about Dutch babies? I learned a lot. Wait, the, did you? And hold on, wait. I have a question. Did you actually like really think it was gross? I think I just didn't know what it was, and so it was scary. Yeah. And like I didn't. It, it's, Do you remember when you first tasted it? I don't really. It might have been like when I was an adult. 
Huh. Like when I when I outgrown. Like are are there things I mean, like I'm, that? I'm that, glad that you outgrew this because you never outgrew your hatred of mayonnaise, ketchup, no. all of these things. So I mean, thank yeah. God. Like, this mayo chop thing is it's like you know there's been a lot of of bad things in the news, but for me this wait, may, may be the worst. May, what? Uh, it's just like people mixing mayonnaise and ketchup. May- mayo chop? Yeah. Wait, this is a thing? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I live <laughs> I under a I might be getting rock. it slightly I, like, wrong. I it actu- could be chop mayo. <laughs> chop mayo. Wow, that's so gross. I know. Are there things that you can think of where like you were you actively disliked or were skeptical of it as a kid, but now think are great? Yes, absolutely. I mean, food things. I was just remembering the other day that I hated asparagus for a long time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was recently a, uh, a chaperone for a field trip for <laughs> oh, my daughter's how did that school. Go? That was the yeah, other day. I, I, I was that mom. I've never been that mom before. Oh, yeah. I've, I've um, done a few of the field trip chaperones. I got to drive a minivan. Oh, my God. I got to drive a minivan onto a Washington State ferry. Oh, cool. Yeah. But anyway, here's kind of the... the, How many kids were in the minivan? You know, my car only had three in it. The Mm -hmm. regular van had seven. Okay. There 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 was another mom riding with me in the minivan. And we both got into the minivan and it clearly, like, it really needed to be cleaned. Like, it had, oh. you know, it had, like, dirt all over the floor and stuff like that. Was it her minivan? Well, no. Anyway, but she she says to me as she's buckling one of the kids up in the back, she goes, um, she goes, how does this door work? Does it, like, automatically close or do I need to slide it? And I was like, dude, I don't know. And then she sits down in the car and, and she was like... She was like, I don't feel like I've seen you driving this before. Do you not usually? And I was like, wait a minute. This is not my minivan. Oh, my God. And like this minivan is semi-trashed. And I was like, oh, my God. She's just spent the past five to ten minutes thinking this was my minivan. But wait, did you? Is it possible like you stole this minivan? <laughs> <laughs> whose whose was it? It was the school's minivan. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the school maintains a, a dirty car. Well, I was kind of a little bit like, wow, maybe my next volunteer effort sh- for the school should, should be, be to, to like get clean these, the, van. the vans washed. Yeah. But I think part of it is the minivan is used all the time by the lower elementary students. Oh, the lower elementary students. But I think they use it like many times a week, and I venture to guess they had already used it a few times before we used it. And I it, feel like if this it, car it should still be clean, drove right? by outside, we would be. <laughs> able to smell it in the studio. No, it was not that bad. Oh my god, did you um did, were you ever part of a carpool growing up? Yes, I was. Oh my god, I remember being a part of a carpool with this um this family who was just kind of like the like the pig pen family. Uh-huh. And it was the the son who was in school with me, the oldest son, and they had two younger kids who were always in the minivan with us, you know, of course driving the oldest kid to school, and there were always like pulverized blueberry muffins oh like my god. in the, and it like smelled bad and there was like a whole bunch of garbage under the seats and like I just remember like even as a child I was enough of like a judgmental little shit that I was like this is the pig pen family well I mean I definitely was judgy about like the the smell and and ground in detritus of other people's car other families cars and houses but I don't think it's because my family was any better i think yeah. it's just because you know in in the in the words of the late george carlin uh, uh other people's uh, stuff is shit but your shit is stuff exactly exactly 
Yeah, because because if you looked in my car right now, you would see like a whole bunch of random stuff and a spill on the front floor mat. And but by God, there are no blueberry muffins anywhere. One family that I carpooled with, um, they had like a gallon of milk had spilled in their car at one point. And obviously, once that happens, like you have to get a new car. (laughs) Well, it kind of reminds me of. So I, I, I recently was. I don't know. I saw some new mother on Instagram, um, waxing poetic, as they say, about um, sticking her nose in the the folds under her baby's chin and and the smell oh, of the oh, sou- yeah. the we, smell of the sour milk there. We call that stink neck. I even when my child was of the age to have f- milk stuck in those mm-hmm. folds, and even when I, I could not get enough of her, I still I. I I never liked that. I always found it repulsive. I was like, I need a new baby. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna trade this one in uh-huh. until its neck gets clean. Yeah, it's really like in a lot of ways, <laughs> I, you know. I hate that smell. It makes more sense to lease. It does. it does. No, but the smell of milk, like no matter what kind of milk, where it comes from right. and where it is, I don't want to smell crusted dried milk I, anywhere. I agree with you. Not completely. even on my own progeny. Um, did you did June ever like have the thing where like if you like. No, don't. don't. I see what you're doing with your hands. You're about to like pull a string. No, God, no. No, no. But um, hey, when I um, when I was a teenager and I rode horses, mm-hmm. um, you know, speaking I, of things that smell, I lived in Oklahoma, and it, it was speaking of things that smell. Uh, as, Sorry, Oklahoma. As the song goes, it can be quite windy in Oklahoma mm, when the it, wind comes whipping across the plains. Is uh, that when it? the wind comes sweeping down the plains, I yeah. think. Anyway, um, and especially in the summer, it so it would be really hot, really humid, and it would be windy, and I would be riding a horse over like a you know a dirt surface and so there'd be a lot of dust kicking up and I would come home with like dirt in the in in like the you know like the the little skin folds of my neck like you could see it having like settled whoa but it didn't smell like sour milk no uh how do you what's your position on the farmer and the cowman should they be friends I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I think it's another song from Oklahoma. I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Anyway, but... We've been talking um, about musicals a lot on the show recently. Um, but anyway, yeah, so how did we get here again? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, minivans. Like, uh, oh, um... Don't know oh, how we got uh, here. Minivans. Uh, I asked you, like, are there were there things that you thought were gross as a kid that now you think are cool? Uh, but carpool is obviously not one of them. Yeah. I also remember learning, I remember being driven around by this mom who, who I remember learning at a young age that she brushed the family dog's teeth. And that seemed very foreign to me as a hmm. child. Do you... This was around the time of Halley's Comet. I also remember talking. <laughs> and you think this was related? I also remember <laughs> the comet came in. People started this, doing weird things, talking like brushing to this dog mom teeth. about Halley's Comet. Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, I learned so many life lessons in carpool. Oh, I think a lot of people learned a lot of life lessons from the 1986 Halley's Comet because we were all very excited for it, and fucking nothing happened. Yeah, I have zero memory of it other than talking about Probably it. Probably like. By the next time it comes around, I'll be dead and everyone will be like, this is the greatest. Like the entire sky is lit up by this celestial masterpiece and and I won't be around I to enjoy it. I love that you say celestial masterpiece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it'll be on Celestial Masterpiece Theater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Armed with the measurements of millions of women. Wait, it says armed with the measurements. I know. I, know, know. I kind of picture it's like they're carrying it around in some sort of like a confidential briefcase and like wielding it as a powerful tool. Oh, I thought I was thinking first they started measuring women's arms and then realized, no, we're Matthew. doing we're doing this wrong. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, basically what Matthew's trying to say is that Third Love took measurements from millions of real women like you and me, listener, not Matthew. Uh, and they used these to make their own bra cups, which are going to fit you, and I know this from experience, really well. Yes, you have a number of Third Love bras, right? I do, I do. I have multiple different styles. I have the 24-7 t-shirt bra, and I never thought I was a t-shirt bra person. This is a fantastic everyday bra. I have the lounge collection wireless so comfortable. And you've had all. these for a while and they're still going strong, am I right? Yes, exactly. I've had them for as long as we've been doing Third Love ads. Wow. Long time. That is that is a genuine testimonial. So to get 15% off your first order, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and find your perfect fitting bra. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. This episode is brought to you by UndeniablyDairy.org. You know, I have only recently learned that 97% of dairy farms are family owned. We're not talking about like big conglomerates. We're talking about families like you and me who I really care about supporting. Yes, including uh, one of our local dairy farms is Royal Dairy in Royal City, Washington, and it's owned by Austin Allred. And we talked to him. We've got a little interview segment coming up at the end of the show. And he's going to tell you about how he dips cookies in milk, which is pretty extreme. Yeah, we asked him about uh, how do you like your cookies in milk? And we learned a lot more than we expected. It's it's true. I, I did not see it coming. <laughs> so stick around till the end of the show for that and head to UndeniablyDairy.org to learn more. Oh, so things that I thought were gross as yeah. a kid. There we go. That I like now. Mm-hmm. Asparagus. That's and right. I was, you did say asparagus. What I was going to say is that in this minivan, we so when we arrived at the, the, the farm that we were driving to, I noticed these asparagus beds. And I'd never seen asparagus oh, actually growing. I don't think I have either. Um, but anyway, I, I imagine I know what it would look like. It, it looks exactly like, like what you think. Like fingers sticking out yeah, of the these, ground. These big stalks. Nice. Anyway, um, I pointed it out to the kids. And the other mom who was in the van with me was like... You know, who likes asparagus? And all the kids were like, me. And I was like, what kind of minivan of children am I driving? I hated asparagus wow. as a kid. Um, Maybe I, you need to like go put your kid in a different school. Maybe so. <laughs> anyway, so asparagus, mushrooms. Oh, totally. What else? Textural things. Mm-hmm. I really, I, as discussed on a previous episode, I really struggled with like the unstirred in lumps in yogurt. Yeah. And also in um, like Campbell's cream of tomato soup uh, or uh, Campbell's tomato bisque. But, when you but would that's s- still like. It's beyond I, the pale. Yeah. That's not that's not something I've come around on. No, but I think I could I don't know. I think I could deal with it. Yeah, no, the first the first things that come to mind for me that I that I think probably many people have had this experience are blue cheese and runny eggs. Yes. Both of those things, I'm like, you know, but, bring it on. But egg whites, runny, runny whites. But nah. It does it still doesn't bother you? you no, no, it does you, bother oh, me. Oh yeah, I cannot abide by runny whites. Um yeah, I don't think that's a popular thing. I, I don't. But wanna... I think some people get over it. Yeah, I mean, some, some people like crack an egg did. into their protein shake in the morning and then and then train for the big bodybuilding competition. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck <clears throat> you, Hallie's comet. Like that was probably the first time I realized the world was going to be very disappointing. 
Isn't there something super sad about seeing the loss of innocence in a child? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's when my parents lo- looked at me and uh, I don't know, my little brothers were, were like six at the time. So I don't know if they gave a shit. But uh, but yeah, I was probably like, wow, you know, we're going to get to see a comet. And, and you didn't. And then I, I don't think I was this broken up about it at the time but but now, but now i feel like i was robbed do do you do you um did i tell you the story about when june had surgery last september and i bought like these books and stuff to like prepare her for surgery sure. and we read all these stories about it and anyway she says to me after the surgery once she's like fully awake and i'm lying in her hospital bed with her and we're reading a book and she stops and she says mama this wasn't very fun I Aww. thought it was going to be fun. And oh my God, Matthew, I still sort of tear yeah. up thinking about it. It's so sad to me that she thought it was going to be fun. Oh my God. What um, a loss of innocence. That is awful. Isn't that the, the only thing that thing you've ever heard? Yes, it is. Oh God. Uh, one time, this is, this is not really of the same caliber, but um, we, we took Iris when she was like maybe five or six um, to uh, to New York and New Jersey to, to visit my grandparents and then like spend some time in New York and uh, and uh, uh, visit friends and stuff. Uh, and we started in New Jersey and uh, we're staying in a motel in Fort Lee, New Jersey. And I remember Iris saying, I thought New York would be more interesting. <laughs> Oh. oh my god oh my god that's so sweet the other day we were we'd been reading something about cheetahs uh-huh. and we were sitting at and Jane, june recently learned about jane goodall okay and now she's decided she's going to be the jane goodall of cheetahs oh that sounds very dangerous anyway but um she uh, she said where do cheetahs live and i said i think i think they're in africa I think on like the Savannah or yeah. something anyway. And she said, well, then I'm going to live in Africa. And then she looked at me and she goes, mama, will you live in Africa with me? And I was like, well, and I'm trying to explain to her that at a certain point she won't live with me anymore. Oh, don't tell her but that. But she just was not having it, Matthew. She was like, but mama, will, but mama, will you, will you live in Africa with me? Just fucking say yes. And I, it went on and on. And finally it was so heartbreaking to me that I was like tearing up again because it was, she just wants me to live in Africa with her forever. Just lie. <laughs> oh my God. I can't handle it. So meanwhile, here's what you have to look for. <laughs> to. Uh, my kid, who is 14 now, it, it hates you. Uh, no, no, no. She, we, we get along fine. She recently got a one week cat sitting assignment mm-hmm. uh, to sit for the uh, the two cats of our upstairs neighbor while she was out of town for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter and Foxy are the cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she treated this, and she and she said, "Oh, like the cats are kind of old and and l- really like company, and uh, and so like spend as much time with them as you want." And Iris took this as the opportunity to, to basically, basically move out, her, move out, and have her own apartment. <laughs> it was great for everyone. How much time did she spend up there? Hours a day. Wow. And you were like, hey. she, she would like uh, take yeah take her computer up uh, or like our computer up and and watch Star Trek episodes at, on at Netflix or where, whatever. At a certain point, were you like, hey, like uh, knock on the floor when you're coming home, so I we know to expect it for you. sure, <laughs> so that you could actually really enjoy your time. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so Dutch, Dutch babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great. Um, okay, so here's some things I learned about Dutch babies. It's possible that the Dutch baby originated in Seattle. Really? I, I kind of doubt it, that but here's what seems, I learned. It seems too perfect. So, uh, I mean, no one, no one can definitively answer this question, I don't think. Uh, but according to Wikipedia... According to Sunset Magazine, Dutch babies were introduced in the first half of the 1900s at the first half of the 1900s. Very, very specific. (laughs) At Monka's Cafe, a family-run restaurant that was located in Seattle, Washington, and that was owned by Victor Monka. While these pancakes are derived from the German pancake dish, it is said that the name Dutch Baby was coined by one of Victor Monka's daughters, where Dutch perhaps was her corruption of the German autonym Deutsch. Manka's Cafe claimed that it owned the trademark for Dutch Babies in 1942. So that's pretty wow. much everything I learned that's about Dutch pretty, Babies. That's a pretty bold claim. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe they're talking about more the name than the dish. They I'm not sure. They still don't explain where the baby comes from. That's that's a good point. I mean, especially because it's it's much bigger than the average pancake. So really, it should be like the Dutch Mommy or the Dutch daddy? <laughs> Work with me here. Dutch daddy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you, you should be able to order like a Dutch a Dutch uh, parent and a side of Dutch babies, and the babies are the pancakes. Yeah, silver oh, dollar pancakes, it, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, still like regular size pancakes are still much smaller than a Dutch baby. Yeah, because you make it in like a. I made it in a ten inch skillet. It probably would have been better in a twelve inch skillet. Yes. Um, it was a little crowded in there. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to use a cast iron skillet. Lately, I've been becoming, I think I'm turning into one of these tiresome cast iron people. I really love cast iron. Yeah. I, I bought a new cast iron really? skillet recently. And then did you go through the whole process of, you know, like, uh, what Lovingly is Lovingly seasoning yeah, it? Yeah. You like smear it with shortening or, or butter or something and turn not it butter, up. Not butter, but shortening or oil. Yeah. Upside down in a. In There's a so many ways to do it. Oven. And really, they all work fine. Yeah. You just I have re- to keep cooking it. I recently uh, kind of scrubbed mine like a little bit too much and actually did mm. wind up using the sponge on it because I just couldn't get some. I think it's okay to use the sponge on it. But then I did have to re-season it. Um, Yeah, but I mean, if you keep at it and keep cooking at it, it it will become a celestial masterpiece. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. All right. We'll we'll take a break. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Did you know that Third Love just scrapped the standard bra cup molds and they developed their own using the measurements of millions of real women? Is that why they're the best fitting bra in the world? It might be. And they have sizes double A to G. They have half cup sizes and returns and exchanges are always free. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone, including you, and you can get 15% off your first purchase. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk for 15% off today. So would it be weird if at this point in the show, at this point in our career, if I shared like actually useful consumer information? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking we'd reached the end of the show. Well, but, almost. I, okay. I've, I have like one more or two more things to say about Dutch babies. Oh, but um, really? Like, God, my, I'm surprised. Yeah, me Go too. On. I'm surprised myself. So, um, like I said, I bought a new cast iron skillet recently, and I went down to Target and I got a large ten inch cast iron skillet Ooh. for fifteen bucks. Oh God, it's incredible! Bucks. And meanwhile, people are like out spending gajillions of money. Yes, gajillions of monies. <laughs> um, here's here is the tip. If you're shopping at Target, while you're in the store, if you're buying anything, basically, uh, go to the Target website on your phone and look at the price on the website. 
it's almost always cheaper than the price in the store. And if you show them your phone at the checkout and say, may I please have the online price? They just do it. Really? Yes. You've done this multiple times? I've done, I've done this like the last 17 times I've been to Target. That's incredible. I did not know that. Yes. And it's often like, you know, 10 or 15 percent less. Wow. Hot tips by Matthew Amster Burton. Yes. Oh, yeah. That Can we pivot our show <laughs> To to a new show called Hot Tips by Matthew Amster Burton. That's catchy. <laughs> um, you can you can weigh in occasionally, I guess. Uh, you can, for instance, weigh in uh, at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Uh-huh. You can weigh in on a couple of other things that I want to say about Dutch babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's okay. Uh, you I know, love you, can... you you say Dutch babies, and I say <laughs> Dutch babies. That's interesting. Do you yeah. really say Dutch babies? Dutch baby, I I think I've been I haven't been deliberately saying it in a weird way. Okay, so, go yeah. on. Just Dutch keep... babies. Dutch baby. Dutch, Dutch, Dutch baby. Ba- Dutch babies. Dutch... <laughs> I think I say it differently if it's singular or plural because I would say uh, Dutch, Dutch baby. baby. Dutch baby. Dutch. Dutch baby. I don't know. <laughs> Dutch baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, go on. Okay, first off, so so we've de- we've determined here in the studio that the best topping is lemon juice and powdered uh, sugar. Yeah, it's authoritative. Isn't it this, crazy how this. much lemon juice you have to put on? You, put, you have to put on a lot, a lot. of lemon juice. Like, yeah, don't we, be stingy. Like half a lemon. The other thing is about the butter. Yes. So the recipe that I use, uh, which was given to me by my mom and probably originally came from Sunset Magazine and maybe before that from Manka's Cafe. I don't know. It it has you start by putting a stick of butter into the skillet and melting it in the oven and then you pour the uh, the batter over that. It seems like such a crazy amount of butter. It does. That does seem crazy. But then you think about it and like if you didn't have all that butter and all that lemon juice and all that sugar, otherwise you would just sort of have an omelet. Yeah, but like a flowery omelet, a fla- what everyone uh, wants. Yes, but no, it would it would like in truth the actual like eggy part of mm-hmm. the Dutch baby does not have that much flavor. No, no, definitely not. That's that's why you have to put butter all the stuff it, on it, sugar it, lemon, lemon it, it, juice it, uh, wiggle it just a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yes, you can find us where Molly said, and also at spilledmilkpodcast.com and on Instagram at spilledmilkpodcast, where I recently posted a picture of a bag of chips that that seemed to have my face on it. That was pretty exciting. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and so on. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, five stars, way better than that stupid Halley's Comet. <laughs> yeah. Halley's Comet, one star. Or five stars, a celestial masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halley's Comet, a celestial dumpster. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. It's the podcast for, for all you Halley's Comet haters. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. June is National Dairy Month, and as part of the Undeniably Dairy campaign, we're talking to Austin Allred. Austin is the 28-year-old owner of Royal Dairy in Royal City, Washington. We asked him about misconceptions about the dairy industry and ended up learning about the most extreme way of eating cookies with milk. What is something that you wish average people knew about dairy farming that they either have uh, like a false impression of or just don't know? A lot of things. I, I really don't like some of the fallacies that go on with dairy farming. Um, you know, first and foremost is our cows are way more important to, to us than they are 
with somebody who who thinks that our cows are important to them. Right. And as such, we treat our cows with the utmost respect, regardless of what people might want to think is a happy, healthy, comfortable cow is a happy, healthy, comfortable cow and a profitable cow. They correlate. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things, too, is um, just kind of along with that sustainability that we've been talking about this biofilter is, to me, sustainability, I'm a, I'm, a young, I'm 28 years old, new young dairy farmer. Um, I have a four-year-old son in the other room, and sustainability is long-term success. I, I mean, I think those correlate. So, so it's, again, uh, we have more reason to be sustainable and, and make good long-term decisions. Mm-hmm. both for the, the land we are working with, for, you know, all the above. So I think those are two of the main things that I want to share with the world. <laughs> Most yeah, all dairy great. farmers, and I know a lot of dairy farmers, care about their animals, they care about their land and, and their environment, and, you know, the other things that go along with our business and sure. our livelihood and our families and everything we do. On a sort of more lighthearted note, what is your favorite cookie to eat with milk? Or or do you like the pairing of cookies with milk? Oh, certainly, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, it, one of the, I don't know where I learned it, but you stick a fork, so you put you put a fork in the middle of an Oreo, oh. and you can just dip that whole Oreo in the milk for like minutes before you eat it. So. What? Oh, wait, you, wait, you like slide the fork into the filling... And then you can like Correct. submerge it in milk for minutes at a time. Yeah, for as long as your heart desires. This is incredible. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'm for sure gonna try this today. Yeah, yeah double double stuffed Oreos. Double stuffed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Oh, I was also gonna ask if you are a a, a dipper of cookies in milk. But it but sounds I like I think yes. I understand now that you are. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yep. I can go on for days on this topic if you want me to. <laughs> you won't be able to shut me up. Milk goes with everything. Remember, when you buy milk, cheese, and yogurt, you're supporting farmers like Austin and his cows. Hear more stories at undeniablydairy.org slash devoted. I mean, you've been nailing it every time. Great. So just don't, don't think about it. Just do okay. it. Okay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.